From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4BB. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia. It is the National News for week commencing September 19, 2010, the WIA's centenary year. And in this edition, we'll be reporting on a major development that's occurred to the VK100 WIA Super Springtime in Perth. Stay tuned for that one. The Centenary Publicity Blitz rolls on. A key feature of the centenary of organised amateur radio in Australia has been the wonderful and unprecedented level of media publicity being achieved by participating WIA-affiliated clubs. This began in May with the WIA Centenary Convention in Canberra, resulting in interviews and reports on all of the nation's capital radio stations and a photograph plus story in the Canberra Times. Since then, media coverage has continued with further stories and interviews on television, radio, newspapers and the internet. This week we have not one but two segments that appeared on ABC Radio. The first from Northern Tasmania. Let's have a listen as we did last week when we teased you with it, to the Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club's president, David Spicer, VK7EX, interviewer Elaine Harris. The one thing I have noticed about amateur radio enthusiasts over the years is that enthusiast is the most applicable word. They love their amateur radio with a passion. David Spicer is president of the Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club and with me now to explain about their celebrations, David Hello, and thank you for coming in to talk to us. Pleasure. What's happening at the Maritime Museum in Devonport for three days? What are you going to be doing? Well, we will be setting up an actual portable station, basically to allow public to sort of get a bit of a better idea as to what we are about. Does amateur radio, is it now purely for fun, or does it have sometimes an everyday application as well? Oh, my word. Uh, we use it to help groups, certain groups. Uh, one, one in particular, we uh, provide radio communication for some of the horse endurance rides. We are also available at all times for any emergency. That was pretty uh, plain with the bushfires in Victoria. Oh, that's going to be absolutely fascinating. You might even pick up some new recruits this weekend. Well, we um, hope to. Thank you for coming in to explain all that this afternoon. I've learned a great deal. Very happy 100th birthday. It was quite a lengthy interview in which David, VK70X, also gave a plug for the foundation licence, discussed home building of amateur radio equipment and provided club contact details. Now we tune into 612 ABC Brisbane with announcer Warren Bolan talking to Lockyer Valley Radio and Electronics Club spokesman Alan Shannon, VK4SN. ABC Local Radio, Queensland. One of the best aspects of radio is the way we can enjoy talking to each other and share our stories with each other. But for many people, the radio isn't just something to turn on and enjoy. It's also their hobby. They're radio amateurs, ham operators. And there are about three million of them all over the world. They spend a lot of time talking to each other all over the world. Here in Australia, ham radio operators are celebrating the centenary of the world's oldest continuing national radio society, the Wireless Institute of Australia. 
Australia, the WIA, amateur radio enthusiasts are all marking the centenary in their own way, with most groups holding exhibitions and displays. One of those groups is the Lockyer Valley Radio and Electronic Club. Their treasurer is uh, Alan Shannon. Good morning, Alan. Yes, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm well, thanks. Uh, Now, do you think there's much of a future for uh, ham radio when we have the internet and mobile phones and SMS and all these social media that uh, make uh, communication possible, Facebook and Twitter? Do you think there's a future for people like yourself? Yeah, absolutely. That was a great concern. Uh, Probably three or four years ago, we noticed a decline in the the licences of ham radio operators, and uh, that was why we introduced the uh, foundation license where you didn't have to be an electronics technician to, to gain a license. It's easy to sit on a computer and just talk to anyone in the world. It's a different matter to sit on a radio um, and selecting the right type of antennas, time of day, frequencies and that sort of stuff to, uh, to talk to others. So it's a bit more of a challenge and it's more interesting, I find. All right. Well, good luck with uh, both uh, today's uh, celebration and exhibition and display. Thanks, Alan. Thank you kindly. And of course that was only part of a segment that went for some 11 minutes. It covered many aspects of amateur radio and left listeners with Alan's contact telephone number and scored a listening on ABC Radio websites. Well done to both the Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club and the Lockyer Valley Radio and Electronics Club. And we mustn't forget the old red rooster right up in the north of VK4. G'day, this is Dale, VK4DMC for the Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club. Trek in far north Queensland. What a great weekend last weekend was operating the WIA Centenary Commemorative Call Sign, VK100 WIA. Twelve Trek members set up the station at Lake Tinaru on the Atherton Tablelands and were on air at 0001 Zulu on Saturday. We made our first contact within the first few minutes of calling CQ VK100 WIA. We made a total of 354 contacts into every VK state and territory and also many into international stations. Given the rather ordinary band conditions, we were very pleased with our efforts, and it was a great pleasure to make the VK100 WIA call sign available to the ham community. And well done not only to the operators of VK100 WIA, but also to all those that have already won the award. Just over 100 WIA Centenary Award certificates have been issued, VK3 radio amateurs account for 40% of them, and that's more than twice those so far claimed by their VK2 counterparts. Other call areas, VK5 have got 13, VK4, 12, and down it goes. It is expected the West Australian figure will be boosted by VK100 WIA being operated in Perth during their super spring time. Quite clearly, this limited time award has become the very first for many foundation licensee. 12 have claimed that so far. All details on the award, check out wia.org.au. Tune into the world, Amateur Radio Gets People Talking. That's the WIA National Field Day. Are you interested in putting something back into Amateur Radio? Want to do something positive to promote it to the general public? If you answered yes to both those questions, then why not join together with two of your radio amateur friends and take part in the inaugural event to outreach to the public and show Amateur Radio in action. All it needs is a minimum of three people, a portable amateur radio station set up in a public space, such as shopping area, park or whatever, the use of the WIA available posters, and take part in the Tune Into The World Amateur Radio Gets People Talking. 
Individuals and groups are invited to register for the event that happens across the nation on Saturday 23rd of October, and that's only five weeks to go. Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society will be setting up at the Eden Hills Primary School. Victoria's Scout Radio and Electronic Service Unit has chosen the Kangaroo Ground Memorial Tower in Melbourne's northeast, while Amateur Radio Victoria will be at the Point Gellibrand Coastal Heritage Park at Williamstown. Western Australia's Peel Amateur Radio Group has identified the rotunda on Mandura Foreshore as its spots-on-to-go portable. Thank you to those four clubs for making an early commitment to the event. Check out the National Field Day rules, learn about the available resources to make your participation look truly professional. And to register online, visit wia.org.au and its WIA centenary section. Now, the Super Springtime in VK6 is even bigger. Tomorrow, Monday the 20th of September, the special call sign for the centenary of organised amateur radio in Australia, VK100WIA, goes on air from the Royal Perth Showgrounds. As previously announced, seven West Australian amateur radio groups have collaborated to pool their resources and give the centenary celebration a real kick along, both at the Perth Show and from Wireless Hill. Weissen West Australia has it from the 20th to the 22nd of September. Then to follow was the West Australia Repeater Group and the West Australia VHF Group operating from the Wireless Hill Museum Wednesday 29 and Thursday 30th and Friday the 1st of October. But here's a big new development. Just hours ago the super springtime was expanded. It won't be nine days but a whopping 12 days straight. The Scout Communication and Technology Team, which was already an enthusiastic part of Super Springtime, now joins the VK100WIA roster for the 23rd to the 25th of September. The strong collaborative spirit being shown in the West is likely to see 2,500 contacts added to the WIA VK100WIA online log over 12 days. Whether it's via amateur radio, satellite, D-Star, HF, VHF, UHF, the world will indeed be listening for VK100WIA from Perth and its surrounds. Do give the now super, super springtime support by making a contact. Now on the WIA national news, it's to Michael Owen, VK3KI, WIA president and Michael will be talking about the WIA board meeting held at the WIA's Bayswater offices on the weekend of the 4th and 5th of September. Michael? Vice President Ewan McLeod, VK4ERM, requested to be relieved of his duties as Vice President because of the pressure of other commitments. The board accepted Ewan's resignation as Vice President with regret, thanking him for his contribution. The directors were pleased that he was able to continue as a director. The board appointed Phil Waite, VK2ASD, as the new Vice President. Phil has been a director since the restructure of the WIA in May 2004 and is well known as a joint author of the Foundation Licence Manual and for his valuable work for the WIA, particularly in relation to BPL and standards. The other item that the board considered was the date and venue for the next AGM weekend. 
Suggestions for a venue had been invited and a number of the State Advisory Committees had been consulted. From many comments at different times, and particularly at the Canberra Centenary Weekend, it seems obvious that many people prefer the location to be at least interesting in itself and not a capital city. It is also clear that many people appreciate early advice as to the date and venue so that they can plan around the WIA weekend a break for themselves. In fixing a date, the board took into account the notice requirements in respect of the AGM as well as the dates of other activities such as the Dayton Ham Vention. The weekend chosen for the 2011 AGM weekend is the weekend of the 27th, 28th and 29th of May 2011. The venue chosen was Darwin. The directors were much influenced by the proposal submitted by Peter Blackadder on behalf of the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. The Darwin has made its name around Region 3 as a result of the very well-remembered IARU Region 3 conference held in Darwin in 2000 and the legendary hospitality of the club and the Darwin amateurs. This is very much an early notice and further details will be released as soon as possible. In the meantime... Just to give us an idea of the interest in this very different venue, if you are thinking of, company, of coming, do let our secretary, Jeff Atkinson, know without any commitment. Send him an email at secretary at wia.org.au. Thank you very much. Hams across Australia, I'm Richard, VK2SKY. VK2. Next Sunday will be the September Trash and Treasure event at the VK2WI Dural site. Major items on offer are to be found on the Amateur Radio New South Wales website, www.arnsw.org.au, on the disposal page. The event starts at 10 a.m. And also available during the morning are all grades of exam assessments. Please register your interest by a phone call to the Amateur Radio New South Wales office on 2 nine six five one one four nine zero or the secretary's mobile zero four zero zero four four five eight two nine in the afternoon the radio homebrew and experimenters group have their meeting and the usual sausage sizzle will be available for lunch vk3 barg hamvention 2010 Sunday, 24th of October, at Ballarat Greyhound Racing Club, corner of Rubicon and Sutton Streets. Doors open at 10 a.m., entry is $6, and cost of hiring a table, $15 each. See the website for location maps, table bookings, and homebrew competition rules. VK4 Q News. Tex wants to buy a tower for Lynn. On OC227, Swears Island, they certainly have their priorities in order. Lynn VK4SWE has been promised a 12 to 15 meter high tilt-over tower with mounting plate for rotator and suitable to take the high-gain TH3 Junior Tribander as a birthday prezi by Hubby Tex. 
Only problem is, Tex has not been able to source the tower at an affordable price, taking into account the cost of freight to Kurumba, then shipping across the southern Gulf of Carpentaria to Swears Island. If you know the whereabouts of a tower suitable for Lynn's birthday prezi, get in touch with Tex on email. Details when you read the text edition of this, this week's WIA News, best read on wia.org.au. VK7, Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club, CCIRC. Members are advised that the next meeting of the Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club will be held on Saturday, September 25th, 1.30pm at the Penguin Lions Club Rooms, 19 Ironcliff Road, Penguin. Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club has a new WIA assessor. Keith Winkler's VK7KW has upgraded his status from learning facilitator to WIA assessor. He will still be the club learning organizer and a point of contact for licensing needs. That's it for me. Back to you, Graham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Sydney, it can be heard on VK2RWI on 147MHz at 10am on Sundays. I'm John Mazels, VK2JPM. Thanks, Richard. Just before we do leave around VK, Amateur Radio New South Wales Radio Homebrew and Experimenters Group. A more in-depth look at that. The next meeting of the ARNSW Radio Homebrew and Experimenters Group will be in two weeks' time, Sunday the 26th of September. That's actually uh, about a week from now. The venue is the usual location at the Amateur Radio New South Wales broadcast site, 63 Quarry Road, Dural. The time about 1pm after the trash and treasure has packed up. This month the audience is in for a treat. Bob Mutton, VK2ZRM, will be giving a talk and demonstrating his home-brewed HF amplifier. 600 watts, fully solid state, no tetrodes or triodes here, just four large but not very expensive FETs and a 60-volt power supply. So if you want to homebrew a big amplifier for yourself but have been scared of high voltages, then this could be the project for you. There'll also be some information about some smaller and less ambitious solid-state amps, so anybody attending is encouraged to bring along a USB memory stick for information. As well as the talk on the big amp, the meeting will also start with the usual show-and-tell segment, where members of the audience demonstrate their latest piece of equipment that they've been working on. All interested amateurs and shortwave listeners are invited to get along and join in Sunday the 26th of September at the Dural Transmitter Site. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Beijing claims down on radio hams. The government-backed English language daily, The Global Times, reports on a crackdown on users of unlicensed radio transmitters. The article, inappropriately titled Bureau Cracks Down on Radio Hams, labels both commercial and hobby users as radio amateurs. It appears that users of radio transmitters with a power output of half a watt or greater will have to register. In the case of commercial users, registration is with the Beijing Radio Administration Bureau. For what are described as non-commercial users, with the Beijing Wireless Sports Association, where it says the simple registration procedure will involve taking an amateur radio test. It is suspected that the article got the name of the association wrong and was referring to the Chinese Radio Sports Association. 
take your handheld to work day. It's time again in South Africa for their annual SARL Take Your Handheld to Work Day, Friday 1st of October 2010. This is where they show work colleagues what amateur radio is all about. Industry Canada advised both RAC and RAQI on Friday, September 10th, 2010 that their Montreal office had authorised a number of 430 to 450 MHz frequencies and a single VHF frequency on 145 MHz. According to IC, frequencies were chosen to avoid known amateur repeater channels. These frequencies in the 70 centimetre and 2 metre amateur bands were temporarily authorised to support communications for many European entrants of a cycling event held in Quebec City and Montreal last weekend. The weekend after RAC received the advice. This type of unauthorised intrusion by Industry Canada of non-amateur communications in amateur spectrum is highly unusual and is a matter of great concern to radio amateurs in Canada. RAC will now be taking up the matter with Industry Canada officials. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Greetings, Trent VK4TI here. The Oceana DX Contest, Australia's premier international contest, is coming up on the first two weekends of October. The SSB first and then CW. This year, slight changes to the rules means it's a very interesting contest for teams to enter. The category of multiple operators, one transmitter, means that anyone with a station and an ESCII can enter with some mates. As only one transmitter is allowed, there's no need for flash filters, just get on air and have fun. The other new category is two transmitter. Again, this is an easy category to set up, but you'll need to check out band and antenna placements to have maximum effect. Remember to have fun in the contest. Back to the news desk. News, talk and radio sport. Here with VK1 WIA. Operational news, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX, and net advice. Summerland ARC, Dawn Patrol, 30th anniversary. Are you a HF early bird? If so, try listening at 6.30am Eastern Standard Time on 3.600 MHz. Listen for VK2 SRC Dawn Patrol, particularly this 30th anniversary during the week 20 to the 24th of September. The Japan Amateur Radio League now provides the member search site at www.jarl.com. There you can search Japanese station calls, signs and find out whether you can send your QSL to the search stations via JARL QSL Bureau or not. The Westcom ARC in Nova Scotia has been granted the call sign VC1J for the special event station of the 65th anniversary of the United Nations and UNESCO. Station will be working from the Joggins Fossil Clips, which became a UNESCO site last year. On the air, Sunday, October the 24th, on many different modes, a special event QSL card will be available. Special event station CG3MUG. Thunder Bay MCTS Centre, a Canadian Coast Guard radio station, proudly celebrates 100 years of radio service. Built by the Canadian Marconi Company in the fall of 1910, this then new wireless station, MUG Port Arthur, was the first and only Canadian Great Lakes Marconi station ever built. In 1912, following the success of MUG, the Canadian government built a chain of marine radio stations from Port Arthur down to Kingston, Ontario. 
In 1913, the Marconi station was rebuilt and assigned its current government call sign of VBA. The V denotes a Canadian station, B is for the Great Lakes, and the A was given for its historic position as the first. During the month of November 2010, the Centre's Hems will be operating special event station CG3MUG to celebrate their 100th birthday. The regular amateur radio call sign is VE3VBA. Finally, special events and non-air contest column, dateline 2010. October 23, WIA National Field Day. October 2 and 3, WIA Oceania DX Contest Phone. October 9 and 10, WIA Oceania DX Contest CW. November 20 and 21, WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Winningham. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. A successful RS contact between students in Western Australia and the ISS took place last Tuesday evening, the 14th of September. The link-up was done from the grounds of the Curtin University in Perth, with the University of Western Australia assisting as well. The event was unique as astronaut Andy Thomas was present at the university while his wife, astronaut Sharon Walker, on the ISS, answered the 16 questions that the students put to her. Andy even got a chance to have a brief word with his wife. The link-up was telebridged through the RS Telebridge station in Argentina, operated by Lewis, LU8YY, and Daniel, LU5YBR. Martin VK6MJ, along with Pete Wheeler, assisted with setting up in Perth, with Tony VK5ZAI setting up and moderating the link-up. The event was also fed to both Echolink and IRLP by John, AG9D, in Montgomery, Illinois, USA. The next Australian school scheduled for an RS contact will be the Carine Primary School, also in Western Australia. The school is busy preparing at present for the event which is scheduled to take place in October. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting Ham Scout Head in VK, Bob Bristow, advises of the passing of George Gormley, VK5GG, just a few weeks short of his 94th birthday. Until quite recently, George was active in amateur radio, spending most of his time on slow scan TV on 20 metres. In his youth, George was a King Scout and took great pride in that achievement. George, VK5GG, Silent Key. C91MS Mozambique Scouts QRV for Jota. David, GI4FUM, reports that the Mozambique Scouts will be active during the jamboree of the air, that's Jota, on October the 16th and 17th using the amateur radio call sign C91MS. QRV in Berlin, Mozambique for Jota this year, GI4FUM, should be QRV by the evening of the 15th. The call sign C91MS will be used for Jota. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Cleanup continues after New Zealand's big earthquake. The massive recovery operation continues after the 7.1 magnitude earthquake that hit Christchurch at 4.36am on Saturday the 4th of September, leaving a damage bill of New Zealand 4 billion and injured a few people. 
The Amateur Radio Emergency Communications, ARIC members, have played a role and continue to do so. ARIC Assistant National Director Jeff Chapman, ZL3PX, said that the Christchurch ARIC Communications bus, ZK9EAC, and comms vehicle ZK9EAD went into action. Though it deployed for three days in the initial recovery phase of the disaster, in conjunction with the military. ARIC also provides communications for the volunteer clean-up teams. The Christchurch City Civil Defence Permanent Radio Communication Systems were unaffected, but ARIC stepped in to provide operators. The ARIC North Canterbury section provided operators from day one for the Civil Defence Emergency Management Communications at various locations. This included emergency operation and welfare centres. This support provided by radio amateurs is continuing with over 235 duty hours so far, involving about a dozen operators. A major part of the recovery and welfare effort is the provision of psychological services for the many traumatised people, affected not only due to the big earthquake but also the unnerving hundreds of aftershocks. The 2010 Global Amateur Radio Emergency Communications Conference, GARAC, supported by the ARRL, the IIRU, and all three IIRU regions is scheduled for October the 11th to 12th in Caraco. With its theme, Learning Through Practicing, this year's conference is an opportunity for emergency communications to discuss recent events, discover technical solutions to problems, and how to cooperate with professional partners. One of the highlights of the 2010 conference will be an actual MCOM exercise during the conference, exploring how information sharing across borders can be improved. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Thanks, Robert. Well, I somehow think I shouldn't have put a new battery in the studio clock because time seems to have gone faster than ever. We have reached the end of the WIA National News for week commencing September 19. We'll see you next week. In fact, I think we've got something special lined up and it's all to do with Super Springtime in VK6. So make sure you stay tuned for that one. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA.